Hey, I'm Cynthia Koffel, and this is Better Regulate Than Never. This is a show where young people can find so much information about emotional health and ways that they can unlock their greatest potential. So I'm so glad that you joined me today because you are going to start this amazing journey that you won't even believe. Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 20 of Better Regulate Than Never. I got a great idea for an episode from my friend Mitchell. He is in his 20s and he wanted to know why is it such a hard time in life? I know it is difficult because I remember my 20s and I think about my own children when they were in their 20s. But this topic is so broad and far reaching. I hope I can help you make some sense of it. One of the reasons I think that your 20s is so hard is because you are essentially saying goodbye to one identity and starting to create the next. And as I researched and thought about this topic, I realized that this this happens several times in our human journey. You know, high school is quite an adjustment for many because you have new responsibilities and added independence. And at that time, you start making decisions, some decisions without your parents, though, when you're in high school, you're usually living with them still. But when you're in different situations while you're in high school, you have to make decisions on your own. So that's one transition. And then we get to our 20s. And this is a whole new experience. Now you're making a lot of decisions completely on your own. And you may be miles away from your family and your former friends. You make new friends wherever you are at your new school or new work um, or new place where you live. But those new people that are in your lives, you're still trying to figure out all about them and trying to decide how you want to show up in your own life. And they're trying to figure out how to show up in life. And so it's kind of a trickier time than the people that you grew up with, even though they're the same age as you. What I found as I thought about this topic as really every decade of our lives, we have some shifts and things that we need to learn different or new or new ways that we need to navigate, or new things we need to decide on. So we're always changing and going through things as we go through the decades of life. And of course, because our brains um, tend to be more negative than positive, unfortunately, we look around and we compare ourselves and it looks like everyone else has it figured out and we don't have it figured out. And this is never true. Brene Brown talks about the concept of Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. And probably a lot of you know about this. It seems like this is something that is must be taught in English, though I don't remember learning it in English, but maybe I wasn't listening at that time. Or especially if you're a writer or someone who's creative and creates stories, you would probably know about The Hero's Journey. But I am going to put... um a picture in the show notes of what the hero's journey looks like, kind of an infographic. And also I found this really cool short YouTube video about the hero's journey. And so I thought if you wanted to know more about that, I found it fascinating. I, like I said, 
if I knew about this before I forgot about it or wasn't listening. Uh, But I think it really fits with what we're talking about, because I think our lives are a hero's journey. And so there are three parts to the hero's journey. And there's actually like 17 stages. And you can find out all of that more online if you want to. But the three main parts of a hero's journey are the departure, the initiation, and the return. So I see the departure as your first 20 years of life. And that's when your life's kind of spelled out for you and you find out about yourself and you um, have navigated some things in your life in that departure time in that first 20 years with help from family and friends and school. And then the initiation is where you go out on your own and you must face trials and troubles to find the treasure. And then the return is when you get to probably my age or maybe a little bit older, where you can use the wisdom and strategies that you used in the initiation to return to your home and share your wisdom or treasures with others. So when I was forming this episode, this concept came back to me and So you, in your 20s, you're not new anymore. You've been around the planet for a bit, and the end of your life is really far out of sight. And so you're just kind of stuck in the middle. When you were in the first years and in your 12 years of regular schooling through high school, your parents, teachers, and your school activity calendar uh, were all laid out for you. Every year ended and then started again, very predictably, the way everyone else's lives were going as you were going through school. And you had adults in your home and adults at your school and friends all around you that you could ask questions to and compare with. When you graduate, you're supposed to leave this cozy nest and figure it out for yourself. It's not that you can't ask for help. But you might feel guilty now because you feel like you should know what you're doing, even though why would you think you should know what you're doing? But I think a lot of times we assume we're supposed to know. And so we don't want to ask questions because we don't want to look like we don't want that we don't know. I guess something magical is supposed to happen and you just mysteriously know how to handle all the adult decisions, even though you were not taught a lot of them. You also don't want to ask many of the people your age around you because you don't want to look like you don't have it all together um, because it looks like they have it all together, even though they are walking around feeling the same way you do. Then if someone does seem to have all the answers, we just look at ourselves like we are dumb for not knowing that information. We never think about why it is they may look like they have it all together It probably isn't because they're smarter than you. So Brene Brown has a way uh, for dealing with terrible first times. And she mentioned in this episode, I'm talking about with the man, the hero's journey, that the same steps could help in this middle time, um, even though it's not the first time you've went through some of these things. And so the steps that she talks about to go through when you're experiencing something for the first time, like this transition in your 20s, 
is to name it, normalize it, put it in perspective, and then reality check your expectations. So when you're looking at your 20s, you would say, hey, I'm in my 20s, and this is a difficult transition for everyone on the planet. It is normal for me to feel confused, scared, excited, worried, sad, etc. You can put every emotion in that list at some point. All of the other people my age are feeling different levels of these same emotions at different times. So, um, and luckily, we're not all feeling them at the same time. So sometime you might be completely in your lowest part thinking the future is hopeless when your friend is like, Oh, my gosh, my life is amazing. But there's going to be a time when you're feeling like, Oh, my gosh, I've got this figured out my life is amazing. And your friend is in their lowest time. So obviously, because we're humans, we're going to feel different feelings at different times, um, at different levels. And so, but know that everyone's going through the same things just at different times. And some of us have more confidence than others for varying reasons, but we all experience this. I know that the future holds amazing lessons and experiences, but it is okay if I mess up and make mistakes and I don't do this part perfectly. So that's the part where you're reality checking. Hey, you know, this is normal. This is what everyone's going through. I'm going to make some mistakes. I'm not always going to know what I'm doing. And that's totally fine. If you go back to the bonus episode um, that I did over the Christmas break, where there was, I think it's called guided meditation for anxiety. In that meditation, you're giving yourself grace for feeling whatever you feel. And then you also extend that out to all the other people in the world that are feeling the same way. And I love that because you're visualizing sitting across from somebody you love, and then even setting across from the whole world, even people you don't even know. And yes, there are others that are in their 20s struggling with these same things, and you're giving them grace, and you're giving yourself grace. And I love that. Also in the anxiety episode that we had in January, I gave you four questions to ask yourself. So when you're feeling scared, worried, or hopeless during this time of your 20s or any time in your life, ask yourself, what am I believing right now? How does it make me feel? Is it true? And who would I be if I let go of that thought? So some of you might be believing, I am terrible at being an adult. I can't figure out any of this stuff. So when you're thinking that, how does that thought make you feel? I would guess it makes you feel terrible. Is it true? No way. You might not know how to do some things well yet, but you will. Or if it is something that you could let the professionals deal with, then do that. You don't have to know how to do everything. I will never really know how to change a tire. And so what? I will have the professionals figure it out. I don't need to know that. Who would you be if you let go of the thought that you don't know how to be an adult, that you will never figure out this adult stuff? You would probably be a young person that will figure out everything that you need to to do to have a successful life. Remember that your thoughts create not only your feelings, 
but your actions and results. So if you are thinking, I will never figure this out, and you feel terrible, your action will probably be hiding or numbing yourself through the terrible feelings. And this result will be that you're not figuring things out. So instead, if you give yourself grace, and you tell yourself that you will figure it out one step at a time, you will move forward and get it figured out. Don't forget to go back to those earlier episodes, mostly one through five, one through six. And it tells you step by step how to work through feelings that thoughts and feelings that you um, want to change. So go back, look at those things, work through the worksheets. There's worksheets in the show notes of every episode to help you really figure out how to do that. A couple of years ago, our counseling team read the book, There Is Life After College. And I think that book also talks about this time of life as as one that most people struggle with. Even your parents struggle with it. The soft skills that students need to have are curiosity, the ability to navigate ambiguity, and the ability to deal with failure. And you also need humility, good communication skills, team building skills, problem solving skills, and to be digitally aware. Most students are going through experiences either at home or at school where they're not getting these opportunities to build this resilience that you need and to be building these soft skills. In other research I looked at for this episode, it was noted that we are at the lowest level of teenagers being employed while they're in school since the 1940s. Being employed outside the home is one place where you can learn and build this resilience. Jean Marie Twinge is an American psych, she's an American psychologist researching generational differences, including work values, life goals, and the speed of development. And she is a professor of psychology at San Diego State University. Twinge noticed that teens today were less likely to have a paid job. This wasn't because they were spending more time on homework. In her research, she found that 8th and 10th graders actually spend about the same time of homework, uh, on homework as they did in, in the 1990s, according to national surveys. I think that part of this is due to more activities that students are involved in and more pressure for parents to have their children scheduled in all sorts of physical and musical endeavors. Young people don't have time to have a job when they are going to school and then all of their nights and weekends have activities to be involved in. Now, these activities are not bad. Um, I think if you don't have some activities that you're involved in outside of school, that's not a good thing either. Um, But looking at when my kids were growing up versus what I see happening now, it is very different. My kids had activities to be in. And I tried to give them, even though we lived in a small town, so there weren't a lot of activities to do. um, I did try to give them a variety of activities so that they could find the things that they really enjoyed. And I think there's a whole new sense of becoming yourself and figuring yourself out when you're in these other activities that are outside of school. But I do think that 
families and kids especially have become overscheduled um, now. And so there's not time to have kind of these other options. I insisted that both of my kids worked and had a, a paid part-time job while they were in school, while they were in high school. I wanted them to do that when they were outside of high school too. And they did that. But um, so I thought it was really important for them to have these jobs because there's certain things you learn on a job that you don't learn in scheduled activities. And so now I'm not saying that every person needs to have a paid job. And if you didn't or don't, you know, that's totally fine too, but you've got to find ways to build this resilience to difficult, challenging things. And I feel like in organized activities, it's still enough like school where things are kind of fixed for you and you kind of go through certain things just in a different way than if you had a boss or you're kind of working with the public. That's just a whole different way of doing things. I knew the things that they would learn on a job would be helpful for them in everything else that they did. So when those jobs became difficult, and they did, because all jobs become difficult at some point, whether it's at the beginning of a job, or if it's even in the middle of a job, or you just get bored and tired of it, um, I wouldn't let them just quit. So if they didn't like the job, and they wanted to do something different, they had to get hired in the next job before they could quit the job they were in. And that helped them to delay gratification. Because when things get difficult, and we just quit, um, it feels good at that minute, because we're like, Oh, thank goodness, I don't have to do that anymore. But you don't learn anything from that. So dealing with challenging situations and working through them is a skill that every person on this planet needs. So not just in your teens and 20s, but really your whole life, you need to have this kind of resilience where you can deal with difficult activity, difficult situations happening, and you stick through it and work through it. There is research around resilience that shows that you need some exposure to adversity, that's the challenging stuff, to develop coping skills that you need, or you will become overwhelmed as in these different stages of your life. Um, Now becoming overwhelmed, again, does not mean that's the end, you know, acknowledge that you're overwhelmed, and look at what's the next step I can take forward, instead of just giving up or quitting something. In the article caught in the in between making sense of post college life, Satya Doyle Bayak has these words of wisdom, and I'm just going to read several sections of her article. I just thought it was so good. I love the way she worded things. I'm going to put a um, link to her entire article in the show notes so you can read the whole thing if you would like. Before you worry too much about the future, acknowledge that this is both a beginning of something new and an ending. Look at where you've been before you try to sort through where you're going slow down. This is a time to take stock, to sort through your past, just as it is a time to look ahead with courage and excitement. The death of your past needs to be honored in order to truly step into the next phase. Take time to honor what has ended. Give yourself space to grieve and relax. Allow yourself to sleep and play and get into your creative self. 
Embrace the fears that may be tapping you on the shoulder or the anxiety that may bug you in your stomach. Look at all of these in your in the eye and acknowledge that it is there. Because this period of in-between tends to be all about the unknown, the unseen, the not yet understood, try not to hide from the uncertainty. If you are struggling with your, li- your sense of life's purpose, know that you are not the only one. Read excellent novels that wake up your heart and make time disappear. Spend time in nature. Listen to music. Swim in fresh waters. Make art. Journal. Cry. Dance. If you're like most modern people, your left brain has just had a lifelong workout. Let it rest. Give your right brain, your artistic, curious, imaginative self, some attention for a change. Give your body attention for the sake of love, not sculpting or photos. When you embrace the uncertainty and allow your identity to be in flux, you will slowly begin to recollect yourself. You will remember in bits and pieces who you are at your roots and who you want to be. Notice the humans are who are further along in life, who make your heart light, make your heart light up. Learn about their journeys. Make notes on what it is about them that gives you hope. This will all help you clarify who you want to be and who you already are. Look into the world and see what social issues pull at your heartstrings. Then take time to notice what truly brings you joy with no pressure or expectations. See where those things might overlap. Do not rush this process. Rediscover your joy by staring deeply into the unknown without guilt or shame or expectation. It is the greatest thing you can do for yourself. I just love all of that. And I just think that those are good ideas and strategies for your entire life. And anytime you're going through a new transition, if it's at a new job or a new relationship or a new city that you're going to live in or a new house or whatever you're doing, you know, you're going to have stress and anxiety about things and just take it slow and really relish all of it because you're learning so many things and the newness and don't just look at it as terrible, um, a terrible time, but as a time of learning and growing. Another great reason to do all of this work is because you will have other life transitions. And if you can find ways to get through this one in your 20s, you will do these same things the next time and things you will feel more confident and less overwhelmed in the next stage. I am also in a huge life transition and I couldn't be happier. My children are adults. I am caring for aging parents. My husband retired last year and I am nearing my retirement. Sometimes this part of life can be very confusing and scary for people. But since I have used the thought techniques that I taught in the first five episodes and started setting new goals for myself, I couldn't be happier. In fact, this is the happiest I have ever been in my life. And it is all thanks to the things that I've mentioned in this episode about being in your 20s. This is just another life stage that can really trip people up. 
I have friends that have no idea what they want to do in the next, for the next 30 or 40 years of their life. And I couldn't be more excited about what's next. The sky is the limit. So stay tuned because you are going to get to hear more about the sky is the limit and the things that I am doing and the goals that I have. Now, this doesn't mean that I think I have it all figured out or that I don't get scared by my own dreams and ideas, but I am not going to let uncomfortable feelings and situations stop me from making this the best life I can. This is how you should be approaching high school, your 20s, or really any time in life that seems uncertain. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope this helps when you are dealing with any new transition in your life. But the one in your 20s is probably the most difficult, but the most rewarding. I would love for you to send me questions. I want to hear uh, what topics you would like me to cover or what questions you have. And please share this episode with your friends on social media. Please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. I recently found this and I really like it. And I'm going to put a link to Podchaser in the show notes as well, but you create an account and it's just a directory of podcasts and you can see how they're rated. You can follow podcasts. You can create lists of your favorite podcasts. And I love it because I listen to so many podcasts and I love discovering new ones. So please check it out and follow my podcast and rate and review it there. Every day we get to decide what our thoughts are going to be. Choose wisely. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Better Regulate Than Never. Music in this episode was provided by archesaudio.com. Make sure you check out the show notes for links and activities that will help you to get the most out of this episode. I cannot wait to talk to you next week. If you enjoy this show, don't forget to review and rate us wherever you get podcasts.